This is Gesher, the podcast that's bridging the gap between the Jewish and evangelical Christian communities with conversations that matter. Here's your host, Ty Perry, with the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Gesher. As you undoubtedly know, on October 7th, 2023, the Islamic terrorist organization Hamas, which governs the Gaza Strip, launched a brutal attack on Israel. More than 1,400 Israelis, most of them civilians, were murdered in cold blood. Women were raped, babies were beheaded, young people and elderly alike were kidnapped, and the Jewish community worldwide is reeling. They're also feeling the impact of anti-Semitism here in the U.S. and elsewhere throughout the diaspora. Pro-Hamas protests have taken place in New York, Paris, and London. Some mainstream media outlets have justified the attack, blaming Israel's policies toward the Palestinians as a reason for Hamas's pogrom. But college and university campuses are perhaps the epicenter of pro-Hamas anti-Semitic activities in the West. Just last week, Jewish students at New York City's Cooper Union College had to be barricaded inside of the school library to protect themselves from pro-Hamas protesters. One student reported that some of the protesters were, quote, calling for the murder of Jews. So how are Jewish students and Jewish campus organizations responding to this unprecedented level of hatred? Well, here to talk with me about this is the executive director of Hillel at Purdue University, Matt Kramer Morning. Matt has been a dynamic leader in the Jewish communities of Silicon Valley, California, Las Vegas, Nevada, Indianapolis, Indiana, and Tidewater, Virginia. A former lone soldier in the Israel Defense Force, Matt is passionate about supporting IDF Ventures Affairs and caring for ex-IDF lone soldiers once they return to North America, and I'm proud to call him a friend. Matt, welcome to Gesher. Thank you so much for, for having me. That was uh that was a that was a lot uh that you just said about me but thank you um yeah it's uh it's weird that that you know my career has taken me um all, all across the u.s and and i've gotten to see uh different jewish communities different college campuses throughout that um you know i've been here at purdue now three and a half months it'll be four months here in a few actually it'll be four months and three days mm. so congratulations um, yeah yeah, it's it's been interesting to come into to Purdue at this time. Um, you know, we we had thought um, I had thought that the biggest issue I was going to have this semester was that the university has had scheduled um, errantly scheduled parents weekend on Rosh Hashanah. Mm. Um, and we, here we were, you know, almost through the high holidays. And then this happened. And yeah. it's just been um you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be blunt. It's been a horrible three, three weeks now, um, almost four weeks coming up on it. Yeah. Um, it's hard to keep track of, of where we are in all of this too. Well, Matt, I want to, I want to get some questions, but first let me ask, uh, yeah. you know, you have a, I guess a personal question here. Not only do you as a Jewish person have, uh, an innate connection to the people and land of Israel, but you served in Israel's army as a lone soldier. Mm-hmm. So that puts you in a, select group of, of American Jews who have literally put your life on the line for the Jewish state. So how are you personally handling this? You know, it, it comes in waves. Um, I, I've said this to, um, you know, a few of my lay leaders, to, um, you know, friends of mine, colleagues of mine. Um, you know, there will be days where, where I'm, I'm okay. And, and then there'll be days where I just get angry. And then there'll be days where, um, you know, I, I just have this depression kind of wash over, over me. Like, you know, the, the stages of, 
uh, of mourning or, or depression. Like I've gone through all of those like six times now mm -hmm. uh, at this point, you know, um, up until this past weekend where uh, where we saw Israel actually launch forces into Gaza and, you know, we're still waiting for, you know, I'm watching news, but, you know, it's very loose what, it's very little what um, Israel is releasing about it. Mm -hmm. But up until that, you know, every single day from, uh, from about three o'clock till seven o'clock um, in the evening here on, um, on Eastern Standard Time, um, you know, I would, I would watch my phone and hold my breath, like, is tonight going to be the night? Because I remember um, in 2012, when I was serving in Amud Anan, um, you know, every night we would, we would go to Gaza and wait for the order to go in. And we'd get there around 10 o'clock and we'd leave around 1.30 or 2 o'clock when we finally didn't get that, um, uh, get that order to go in. And, you know, I've been sitting here for the past three weeks kind of just, you know, clenching and uh, hoping that, you know, tonight wasn't the night, but knowing that, that it was going to happen and it finally did. Mm. Um, you know, it's hard. I have, you know, here at campus, um, you know, we have some students who um, are Israeli who served, who were trying to figure out if they were going back or not. Um, you know, we have students who have, you know, who have family over there, have friends over there. I've had, you know, students come into my office and cry. I'm tearing up a little bit just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, like, this is unprecedented and it's, it's hard. And, you know, at the end of the day, our Jewish students just want to be students. Um, and they're going through midterms with everything that I just mentioned to you adding to the stress that they already have from from Purdue and, and their academics. So, okay. yeah. Well, Matt, you serve, as we said, as the executive director of Purdue University's Hillel organization, and you've served in similar capacities uh, at other universities. I, I met you when you were the director of Hillel at uh, UNLV in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, but many of my Christian listeners in particular likely have never heard of Hillel or, or know very little about it. So, just by way of introduction, tell us about this organization and how it serves Jewish students. Well, first of all, it's it's weird to think that we met almost 10 years ago <laughs> no now. Uh, I, well, nine years ago, yeah, if it was in 2014. Yeah. Uh, my, how the time has flowed. Sure has. Um, but yeah, so so Hillel is, is a movement on campus, a Jewish movement on campus. Um, it's actually turning 100 years old. The very first Hillel uh, started in 1923. Four, 23 or 20, no, next year is the centennial there. We're getting ready for it um, at uh, University of Illinois Champaign, I believe. I mean, you know, you may want to double check me on okay. that, but I know it was in Illinois. Okay. Um, you know, this Hillel uh, at Purdue is, uh, was founded in 1937. The building that I'm talking to you from is 72 years old. It's solid concrete. It was built during the 1950s, uh, uh, you know, as a bunker, um, <laughs> as when that's when they were, that's what they were building back then. Yeah. Um, and we, we've been here ever since. We're in the middle of campus and we really are a Jewish home away from home for our Jewish students. We're here for the students that come from the coasts, come from large Jewish communities who grew up in synagogues, who grew up doing youth groups as a, as a continuation of that for, for their Jewish life. And we're here for the Jewish students who, like me, came from a small town 
Um, and this is the first time they're really experiencing a Jewish community of their peers. Um, you know, we are here really as a, um, as a home um, and a safe place to explore their Jewish journey um, and, to, and to help them grow as, as young adults. I want to turn to the war itself. Uh, the October 7th attack and, and then, of course, the war following that, um, it's changed a lot for the global Jewish community. Uh, that's what I'm hearing from many of my Jewish friends. Um, some leading segments of society are astonishingly citing, astonishingly citing against Israel in favor of mm-hmm. Hamas. I know uh, I've heard from, from many that they feel isolated and alone. Is that a sentiment shared by the Jewish students that you're working with or, or not? We, you know, we know um, that our students are, are here, they're, you know, they love Israel, they support Israel, they've been on birthright, they've, they've gone there, they have friends, they have family, um, you know, so, you know, even Jews who, um, you know, will move in more progressive circles, um, you know, are feeling a, a little betrayed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, by, you know, as uh, I don't know if you saw the New York Times covered this, um, Sarah Silverman came out against the young Dem- uh, Democrat or the Democratic Socialists of America um, because, you know, not 11 hours later, they put out a, a statement condemning Israel mm. um, after after Hamas came in and, and murdered, you know, 1400 Jews and uh, and Israelis, and that, and and not just Jews and Israelis, but Bedouins, Arab, Arab Israelis, right. Americans, um, you know, people from around the world who were there, who just happened to get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 hard to think, and and then you, you know when you when you look at these organizations that you you felt you know covered your values, like the Democratic Socialists of America. Uh, and they come out and post these things. It's very hard for for people to see. Wait, this, where was this lurking from? Where is this coming from? I thought this was a safe place for me. Um, you know, we've seen here on this campus um, there is a Students for Justice in Palestine group, hmm. um, which I don't want to talk about too much. But but for this question, there um, there had been a few organizations that. Um, you know, retweeted their their initial post, um, liked and re- retweeted or, or reinstagrammed or whatever the, mm-hmm. the phrase is. Uh, you'll forgive me; I'm not as savvy as I once was. Um, and you know, in some cases, we found out that you know those messages had been errantly shared because students share passwords for um, for the Instagram handles. Um, but in some cases, we've we've heard that you know the the organizations are standing by it, and and you know we're we're not you know the, those students who are a part of those groups are now trying to figure out well does that mean that I have a, a home in this in this group that yeah. I I've you know gotten involved with in the, since my time here at Purdue. Hmm. What is the general climate at Purdue um, as it concerns Israel? I mean. Uh, I'm sure maybe it's even become more pronounced following the, mm-hmm. the attack, but what, what's the climate? Um, so I, you know, I, I, I hear from, from my colleagues at Hillel 
um, you know, around the around the country. Um, I mean, you mentioned so, some of the some of the things that have happened on other campuses. Um, you know, some some chancellors and presidents of universities have refused to make statements. Um, others have made statements that have just not been helpful. Mm -hmm. um, that's not the case here at Purdue. Uh, you know, from from day one, um, you know, I was in touch with um, Patrick Wolf, our provost, with Meng Chang, um, our president. Um, you know, Meng wrote a very, very meaningful letter to our Jewish students expressing solidarity and condolences for what was going on, um, you know, emphasizing the partnerships that the university has with Israeli um, universities, including the Technion. Um, you know, Purdue is, is very much an engineering and STEM, STEM school, and those research um, partnerships are very important here. Um, research and academic, I should say. Um, you know, Mung actually came and, and visited with our Jewish students. Um, he, was, he was on campus one day that entire week. Uh, and that one day he made it a point to come to the Hillel to um, to sit with students and, and speak and hear uh, hear from them. Um, you know, we held a vigil on that Wednesday uh, for our Jewish students. There was, um, you know, Patrick Wolf was uh, from the university was able to come and he said something that our students still, you know, bring up, which they found very meaningful, which is you've you've suffered this this horrible uh, attack as, as, as a Jewish people. And, um, and we understand that, like, all of the stress that comes with and if there's, you know, you have enough stress with with academics and uh, with with tests and with midterms, and if something needs to give, reach out to my office, and we will work with you and your professors to make sure like, let us take that burden from you. Wow. Um, like, you know, the, the caps, the, uh, um, uh, the counseling services have been great. They've stopped by a couple of times here, um, here at the universe or at, here at the Hillel, excuse me. Um, you know, we've, we've just got a, a great outpouring of support from the administration, from Purdue police department, from the local FBI here. Um, like we've, we feel very very supported, but I also understand that is not the case on other campuses. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about that because though, I mean, I'm so glad to hear that, that that's wonderful to hear the administration is in support. What about at the, the student level? Um, you work with Jewish students every day. Are they experiencing any hostilities among their peers or is, are they being supported in this? You know, we, we, our messaging to students is we are here for you. Mm -hmm. for, first and foremost, that is what Hillel is here for. Um, having said that, I think the students are very much on edge, as are, as are our students' parents, and rightfully so. We, we see, uh, you know, everything else that's going on at Tulane, at Cornell, at Rutgers, in New York. Um, you know, it does not seem like, you know, and the way that the media portrays it is, it seems like this is erupting across the country. And I hope that's really not the case, but, you know, I see, um, you know, our director's listserv for, for Hillel is, 
you know, I, I can't keep up with it at this point with mm. everything going on. Um, we, you know, I think our students are on edge last week. Um, I'll, I'll cite a specific example. Um, so the, there's a Chabad on campus as well. Mm -hmm. um, and the Chabad rabbi had to go to uh, London. His sister was getting married and, um, and, you know, thank God there's some joy during this time. Mm -hmm. the, um, and so he le had left. And his his uh, little son ha um, had thrown a toy against the window and it had cracked. And while he was gone, I think it got cold and the crack got bigger. And a student was there the Monday he got back and saw the cracked window. And all of a sudden, I had three emails on Tuesday morning from parents asking, "What what are you? What's going on at, at Chabad? What uh. happened to their window?" And students came to our bagel breaks asking, oh, did you hear what happened at Chabad? And I had reached out to him that morning and, so, and learned the story that I just told you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, we had to really put out the fire, so to speak, because, uh, you know, especially, I, I mean, rumors spread so quickly, but especially when um, everyone's on edge. Sure all of a sudden Chabad's window being vandalized just spread like wildfire across our community. Well, Matt, that, that is a good segue to my next question because my observation is that um, we're seeing attacks. It's not just embassies or something like that uh, being, being targeted here in the U.S. and in the West, but even religious institutions, Jewish religious organizations that are not necessarily... Uh, political they're they're jewish um mm -hmm. being targeted and so for years as you well know there's been this endless debate about the connection between uh anti-semitism jew hatred and anti-zionism the the um, opposition to the state of israel and i know i've often said that theoretically there's a line albeit a, a fine line um between categorical opposition to israel and and hatred of the jewish people but in your view has the world's response to Hamas's attack on Israel done something to that line? Has it blurred it, erased it? Do you think it's still there, in your opinion? I I I always have felt that there has been a blur, and I think it's got even blurrier in the in the past three weeks. Right. I I mean, first of all, when you when you say anti-Zionism, Zionism at its core just means uh, a, you know a Jewish right to self-determination. Right. You know, when the, you know, if you if you look at the term, there's no mention of Israel or anything. And if you you know, if you read about the early Zionists, um, you know, there was there was talk of, do we have to do do this in Israel? Uganda. Right? Why don't we do this in Uganda? Why yeah. don't we do this in Alaska? Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, like Zionist and uh, you know, on college campuses especially, it has turned into this this evil word um you know they they often you know they say colonialist um you know there were signs here um in the uh, in the march that students for justice in palestine did with the um uh with the socialist democrats of america that says zionism equals fascism hmm. well if if a right to self-determination equals fascism then then call me a fascist call mm -hmm. every single native american a fascist like right. 
like know what you're saying. And I think that's really the danger that, that's here on college campus is that these students don't know what they're saying. They don't know that when they chant from the river to the sea, um, you know, that means from the Jordan River all the way to the Mediterranean Sea, there will be no Jews. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be a single Jewish person living there. Palestine will be free. We will own the land. Well, that, that I mean, they they accuse him. Sorry, I'm getting a little upset here, okay. but but this is this is what yeah I'm gonna calm myself down a little <laughs> bit. Um, you know, this is this is what we see uh, on campuses, and I think so quickly um, because this is because of the terminology, because there's not really an understanding of what's going on. You know, like the social de socialist Democrats of America really just globbed onto this all of a sudden. And do any of these students know or have a background in, in Middle East studies and actually know what is going on here at, at its core? No, mm -hmm. I don't think a single one of them does. Mm. Well, you um, give them and, the benefit of the doubt. That's really why, why it's so dangerous, because um, because when you can, because when you're using these these terms, it can very easily spill into Jewish hatred. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, those listening to this interview likely don't need to be convinced of uh, the justice of Israel's cause and their response to Hamas. But um, you know, I, I visit churches all the time. I'm talking to Christians, and they want to know what can we do practically to demonstrate our support for Israel and for our local Jewish community. So do you have any tips on, on what would be helpful at this time, uh, whether it's for students or, or broader Jewish communities in general? I mean, I mean, first and foremost, just be there, be, you know, reach out, um, you know, here, here at the university, we have, um, it, you know, it's not like when you and I were in Las Vegas, they, mm -hmm. so the, the student, um, uh, the Dean of Students office, um, runs what they call the university religious leaders group um so there's about 20 or 30 religious leaders who are a part of this university religious life even though we don't work for the university we get together once a month we work together um you know i will say i i'm one you know it's myself rabbi glick um and a um representative from a baha'i temple and then mm -hmm. it's mostly uh, predominantly christian um, but I'm still glad to, to be a part of it. And in the past three weeks, um, it, you know, I, first off, if anyone here is listening, I apologize that I have not gotten back to you with everything else going on. But trust me, your messages have meant the world to, to me, to my staff, to my board, um, you know, just knowing that you're, you're, you know, you're thinking of us. You, you acknowledge the situation, you acknowledge the, the horrors that are going on, um, like that, that really, really speaks volumes. And so, so to the listeners here, like, you know, reach out, let, let the synagogues know that you're thinking of them. Um, you know, maybe there are specific things that those synagogues need right now. Um, I don't want to speak, you know, I'm not able to speak to that, but, but really, I, I think that's the most important piece is just be there and make sure that um, that the local Jewish community knows you're there for them. Well, Matt, as I know you know, we at the Friends of Israel and uh, many within the evangelical Christian community stand shoulder to shoulder with you and your people 
Uh, I want to thank you for all you do to support Israel and support the Jewish community uh, at Purdue and, and everywhere. And thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Gesher, a ministry outreach production of FOI Equip, your free resource for learning and engaging with the scriptures from a Jewish perspective. To learn more, visit foiequip.org. And for more information about Thai, visit foi.org forward slash Perry. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Shalom.